Are you guys ready up there? Alright. Alright, quiet on the set. These two great gentlemen are dedicated to a proposition which was true in my time, just as it's true today. Be excellent to each other. And... Party on, dudes! Hello and welcome to a live episode of Adventures in Movies. My name is Nathaniel Muir and I am the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on this very special edition are the excellent hosts that join me on all the regular editions. I am Danny. And I am Blake. Oh, I should have done that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it. So how are you guys? What happened? Uh... Doing well. Mad. I am mad now. No, don't be mad, Dave. Okay, you're right. We're here okay, for a we joyous occasion. Very true. You're very true. That's very true. <laughs> this is a joyous occasion. Yeah. And hey, I'm no, here. I'm doing great. Let's talk about the weather real quick. It's not 100 and go fuck yourself anymore. So <laughs> I'm feeling better about life. You know, I was looking at the um, – so today everyone was telling me, like, oh, it's going to be stormy. It's going to be stormy. So I'm looking at the phone. I'm like, ah, it's going to be sunny all day. Like – Low in the mid 70s, high in the uh, low 90s, like 92, 93. I was like, it's going to be great. And the weather, it's cloudy. It was raining really hard. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I keep checking my phone. I'm like, oh, it's set on El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It's not been bad. It's not been bad. It's been really nice. It's been a nice uh, couple of days. It's been really fresh in the mornings at night. You know, go outside. It's been great. Enjoy, enjoy yourself. You know, a cigarette here and there. <laughs> Never heard uh, nobody. It hasn't been that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what harm has cigarettes caused anybody? And what What's harm has going outside right now done for especially in large groups? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> absolutely, we should all be doing. But yeah, when you so, live in the middle of nowhere, it's great. <laughs> no, this is true. Um, and you know what? If it weren't for the campus, I would be in the middle of nowhere. There's like nothing going on here. Um, so this is a uh, our first special edition since uh, how long has it been? Uh, we were doing them on a regular basis before. Yeah, we were doing it every every month, and then stuff happened, life happened, and then we stopped. And then I think we did it. Me and Blake were for Sky. Uh, what was the last Star Wars? The last Star Wars movie, the one that we all loved and hated at the same time. The Walk uh, of Skywalker. The Walk of Skywalker. The Walk of Shame. The, the, the Rise of Palpatine. The Rise of Palpatine. <laughs> the Rise you, of Skywalker. Yeah, and before the show, I thought we saw Hobbs and Shaw this somehow earlier this year. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all discombobulated. I did see Hobbs and Shaw like two or three weeks ago on HBO. I kind of watched bits and pieces of it. Um, I got good. to see the part where the rock was like hanging by the helicopter, kind of pulling it from the sky, which is yeah. still awesome. Awesome, <laughs> like, awesome. Good stuff. So, um, I think the last good. one, the, the last one we did together, might have been it, chapter two. That's I, hard to believe because that's like a year ago. That's yeah. It was around the same time, right? Right. It was. We, I think it was after. It was September. Yeah. It was, it was September. Hobson, and Hobson Shaw was August. 
So we, yeah, Hobson Shaw might have. That's maybe why you were thinking because we did that maybe one. Because when we did it, Vicky joined us. But when it was just the three of us, I think it was Hobson Shaw. I think you're right. I think that's you're right. Crazy. Wow. Well, three crazy. men talking about two great men. I mean, can't go yeah, wrong with that. There you go. It was an orgy of action. And excitement. <laughs> it's, so, it's um, also like the last time that we had like a fun time with a movie. You know, that's just we hated it and. The conversation that we had for Rise of Shame Walker was not great. Oh. Disappointing. Yeah. Well, no, you did uh you did bestow a title upon Blake. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean we did have that, my lord. My lady. <laughs> my lady. <laughs> so for for those of you who have never listened to or seen one of our special editions, just to give you a heads up right now, so we're gonna talk Bill and Ted, but spoiler heavy, like there's the, the 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 gloves are off. We're gonna get into it. So again, spoiler warning for Bill and Ted face the music. We're gonna get into spoilers. We are gonna talk about how they do die. So just a heads up, if you haven't <laughs> seen Bill and Ted, we are going to get into that. And just as a reminder, I'm gonna not put even the spoiler the warning time. up. <laughs> not even the first time. So <laughs> I, I put the spoiler warning up after I said this. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, I mean, uh, if you haven't seen like Bogus Journey, then what are you doing here at all? Unless you want to see three beautiful men talking about two other beautiful men. Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, you haven't seen so, Bogus Journey. <laughs> and that, that's, this is true. So if them dying is like whatever, and, and then also with Endgame and any comic, any television show, people or if you're a Star Trek fan, a Star Wars fan, we we're just talking Star Wars. People die and come back all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's comic books, uh, baby. <laughs> it's it's life, not real life, because we're seeing millions of people die and <laughs> not coming back. Yikes! But, <laughs> and they got and, dark. <laughs> I'm sorry, let's get into something not so dark. Bill and Ted. So, when was the last time before Face the Music you guys saw a Bill and Ted movie? Um, what, like six months ago, I think. Maybe really? it, was, it was like less than a year, I think, or within a year, because we saw. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we saw well, Excellence Adventure, and I think we skipped Bogus Journey because I'm gonna just Bogus Journey is not that great. Oh, oh man, well, easy, I bro. Like I don't like it. Uh, it has, it it's different. It's different. It, it, it yes. goes in a different yes. direction. It does. It, yes. Yeah. It's... And I that and you know what? And I haven't seen it since I was maybe a kid, so I think I still have that really bad taste. So, gotcha. but I, still, well, you know. I can I can I can see that though I totally can see that because uh, well before we get to that um, when's the last time you watched a Bill and Ted movie Blake? I think it's probably been about fifteen years. I think I watched them in college wow. with some friends and like back to back kind of action, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know but fuzzy memories. <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, I love I, uh, I love Bill and Ted. I always lo- I've always loved Bill and Ted. I um, uh, I actually before I saw Face the Music on Friday, I watched Excellent Adventure. On Saturday, oh. I watched Bogus Journey, and then on Sunday, I watched Face the Music. So I didn't want to be lost. I made sure to get caught up. <laughs> Wait, you completely forgot about the the animated series that was in between all this. And I didn't play the NES game, and I didn't watch yeah, the yeah. sitcom either. I didn't, yeah. I didn't watch any sitcom, so I totally. <laughs> Um, the last time I watched it though before this week it's been I don't know if it's been 15 years but it's been quite a number of years since I had seen it so 
Um, I guess the next question would be, how excited were you guys to see this third installment? Um, sequels always, always are risky. Sequels made decades later are even more risky. So how how much were you looking forward to seeing Face the Music? Oh, very excited. Yeah, very pumped up. I the first when I know this thing's been in the works for a long time. Like uh, yeah. I know we've talked about this like years ago. Like if they were gonna do it and um I was very excited, especially in the way stuff is. Like I wanted I really was wanting some like lighthearted, you know, kind of like fun check your brain at the door kind of stuff and that's always what right. it was yeah yeah the um i was already excited to see them just when you first hear about them um i know alex winter um bill he had been he had been written a script for it years and years and years ago and it's just been kind of stuck and it finally came about and i was cautiously optimistic to see it. and then at like blake touched on as things have gotten kind of bleaker in the real world you want more escapism and then after I watched the first two and I saw how dumb they were, and I mean that in the most complimentary sense, yeah. they're yeah. very fun, very silly, incredibly lighthearted. Um, my only worry was that the third one might not be as lighthearted as the first two. And thankfully, it's just as dumb and just as silly. And <laughs> it was it allowed me to just sit there for an hour and a half and just laugh at the stupidest shit. <laughs> and, uh, I'm excited. To, I, I was looking forward to see it, so I was. I'm, I'm glad that uh, it, it it paid off in that way. So, um, Bill and Ted in this one, like in the first one, all the historical dudes. Like, I guess we should get into the plot a little bit. The first one was about them uh, having to pass a history test because <laughs> they they were going to write a song that brought the world together. Yeah. In the yes. second one, there was an actual villain who was gonna. Uh, pretty much kill them. He sends back an evil Bill and Ted robots to prevent them from writing the song. Um, the first one has, I personally thought Napoleon was amazing. In the first oh, one, even in the when he eats one. all the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, when he's bowling and just, man, man, man. <laughs> so funny. And then death, of course, is like really funny, funny in the second one. So popular that he comes back in the third one. So, in the third one, we do get more historical dudes. Um, what did you guys think of them? I liked it. I, I liked that they did a lot of the two movies. Like they brought the best of the both worlds and meshed it. Now, I didn't expect that we would see that many more, I think. Uh, I guess historical characters. Uh, like, his, yeah, historical characters. Personalities, whatever. Yeah. Dudes, I, historical dudes. That's what they historical dudes. Yeah. <laughs> historical dudes. Uh, what so about great. you, Blake? What do you think? Uh, uh, so great. <laughs> oh, so great. So good. <laughs> no, so I. I guess, uh, well, real quick, I would say I was slightly disappointed by the historical dudes uh, for the band that they are building. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's a oh, we're deep... We'll get into that. Yeah, we there, were, into... <laughs> there were some deep cuts. <laughs> so, um, I think the first. Okay, so the first one, um, it's more of a focus on time travel. Now, the second one's more about their journey to hell. The first one has more of a focus on time travel. I think the first one, like, I don't know if you can beat that because Napoleon's great. Uh, Sigmund Freud calling himself Ziggy, so uh, so great. Is it Joan of Arc? I mean. It's an awesome collection of characters that are incredibly funny. They all have a moment to shine. 
in this one, they all have a moment to shine too. Like uh, Jimi Hendrix does this thing. Louis Armstrong is really funny. Uh, the drummer who was just like just some random prehistoric person, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Like, I, like I don't know. One. I like that one. I, I wasn't <laughs> a big fan. Like I, there was nothing wrong with him. I, I, I'll say that right off the. Is that no, there was I, anything wrong with him? No, there's nothing wrong with him. But I feel like because for what the movie's for, it's all, the music. I feel they did did. Uh, did it right. Yes, the, I feel like the prehistoric drummer was a little bit much, but I feel like how it was rolling. I mean, if you're gonna get again spoilers, right? Uh, Mozart and like uh, you, you know, like Louis Armstrong, and you get like Jimi Hendrix. Like these are like kind of like big names that did change musical history. Uh, but yes, there's other people that do completely different but i feel for the you two read you read my mind danny who would you have picked for the band <laughs> <laughs> like, it, i feel for like the two female leads like that makes sense for them like that's character driven choices i think i think okay so let's let's get into the band so um jimmy hendrix obviously a guitar legend Louis Armstrong, a, a, a jazz legend, uh, Mozart. I mean, I think from the second year, the second you turn four, like it just immediately, you know Mozart, just yeah. magically. We all know Mozart. Mm -hmm. um, Not my baby, but yeah. <laughs> I would have gone uh, with the bands. Like we just saw a, a documentary on Chuck Berry. Like, I mean, I think I would have gone Chuck Berry instead of, of Jimi Hendrix. We were just talking about Prince before this started. I would have gone with Prince. Um, Talking like age because the girls they were their their daughters were such musical um, like aficionados uh, nerds aficionados that's the word they were yeah big time aficionados I would have thought Miles Davis would have been a better pick than Louis Armstrong to be honest with you uh, the drummer like I get it's supposed to be a joke kind of I probably would have gone with like Keith Moon or someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I would yeah, I, exactly. you need Keith Moon you need Bonham. You, it needs yeah, to be somebody like, more recognizable. Phil Collins. Yeah, just get yeah. actual Phil Collins to come do it. Uh, yeah, and I know it's supposed and like for the rapper, like uh, okay, so I don't know. I know the name Kid Cudi. I don't know. Maybe he's like more family friendly and the movie's family friendly. Like I would think they would go like like Biggie Small. So maybe the money hose and clothes thing was like too much for it. I don't know, but I don't know. Maybe Kid Cudi is like I would have gone in a different direction with some of that, but this is all personal taste yeah and i think that's exactly what it is that's why i'm saying that this was all like character driven choices um right. more than like what we would choose i mean this is where we start like nitpicking at the, the things and i well, feel that's our job danny that's why we yeah. have this show. <laughs> and, and, and i think that's why like because i had my the thing is like where we're talking about how dumb this movie was like my mom completely checked out. She's like, because we were watching another movie before this, and she's like, "What the fuck is this? This is so terrible." And my dad's like, "This is what the movies have been like throughout the whole time. You know, this hasn't changed. Yeah. The voice is there, and which is great. You know, you don't you don't have the same kind of voice in all the in all the trilogies. You know, they all change." Um, but yeah, she checked out, and I was like, "Yeah, this movie's dumb. Like the the, the character choices make sense for these like." dim-witted characters um you, you, you know the even like the ones that are in the future like it's just character driven say what they want to do and it, it's smart i guess i've never really thought about that for for these movies being so stupid that these characters have a life and will continue 
with this chosen path that they were given. And I feel like with the female the female leads, the daughters, they do that. They're just trying well, to help out. Let's get into the daughters. Um, and I'm sorry I don't remember Bill, little Bill's name, but I know it's Samara Weaving. Yeah, it's uh, Thea and Billy. So Samara Weaving, which was in Ready or Not. And yeah, Bridget. she's really good. Um, yeah. But to, she's really good. Like, I mean, in general, she's a good actress. So what did you guys think of the two daughters? They were fun. Uh, I thought the the Ted daughter. <laughs> I think, so she's basically doing a one-to-one impression, like impersonation. Of I thought it was awesome. Bill, yeah. Of Ted from previous movies. And yes, yeah. it is awesome. No, it, they, there are definitely times where you're like, wow, this actually, these scenes feel more like original Bill and Ted than the scenes with Go ahead. <laughs> you know I, I, mean? I thought that Samara Weaving, because she is so good, uh, ready yeah, or not, is it's like, yeah, she is so good that I was like, okay, she's gonna like steal the show. But I thought the Ted daughter was, she was I thought she was great. She was so 1988 Keanu Reeves. <laughs> she even had like the way, like, he stood, like, the pose. She was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Like, I was, um, I, I thought I thought they did a great job, and they're uh, dressed like idiots. <laughs> everything about them, the way they talk, and I was a little worried again. Like, and it's it's a small worry, but I I thought they would like go too much into it, and it would be too over the top, and it would get really annoying. I thought it was the perfect. Honestly, I wish they had been in it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually thought it was going to be kind of a switch. I thought we were going to be kind of baited by it being a Bill and Ted movie, and then once they got you in. It tur- flips around, and then it's going to be them through the entire movie. And it's it's more it's more like a sixty forty split, you know. It's it, yeah. or seventy thirty. Yeah, yeah. let's say it's yeah. like seventy thirty. Seventy thirty. Which, when they made the announcement, and it's just how toxic things are nowadays. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, female leads and Bill and Ted have caved." Um, if that did happen, <laughs> I don't think it would have mattered. But that wasn't even the case. This was a bill. It was marketed as a Bill and Ted movie. The title is Bill and Ted Face the Music. It absolutely is a Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Um, that being said, would you like to see the daughter, if they continue this franchise, do you think that they uh, made a strong enough showing to make a fourth and possibly fifth movie? And if they did, if it is a strong enough showing, would you want them to? Yes. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I think, that, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Instead of being at like now 70%, you know, Keanu, Bill, uh, Alex Winter, it's going to be the two uh, Samara, uh, Samara weaving and Bridget, you know, they would be now in the face of, of it. It'll be weird, but you know, it'll be, you know, Billy and Thea. Uh, well, for know. us, it might be a little bit weird because we oh, grew that, up on the other side yeah. yeah. for the newer audience. It would just kind of, and they, I think they, they team they teamed up well with Kristen Shaw. I thought that was a cool yeah. di- dynamic between the three of them. Even. Yeah. Know? I thought that was great, which leads to my next question. What did you think of Rufus's... <laughs> now, George Carlin, absolute comedic stand-up comedy legend, if not the greatest ever, easily in the top three. Um, I'm pretty sure it's by choice, but he never really, in Hollywood, just literally wasn't his thing. Like um, The roles he has are great. Like He's, he's really funny in uh, Dogma. But I think Rufus is his most iconic role. So yeah. what did you think of Michelle's... Um, uh, what act is his daughter? I thought she did great. I thought she was perfect. It was great. It, it's again carrying that same voice of the vision uh, of what Rufus had. I feel like 
it did really well. Like this is what my dad would want every time she would say that, and she carried that torch. Uh, which was you see that with like you know Rufus doing that in Excellence Adventure, it just carrying that that torch with Christian Shaw. I, I thought it was just perfect, and she, I I guess I just generally like her. I think she's funny. Oh, I love she Christian Shaw. So I feel like she filled like the the role just perfectly. I think. Well, I agree, and uh, it's not. Uh, because she does a Rufus impersonation or anything, it's she does her totally exactly. her own thing. And yeah. if if that had been the case, it would have felt like okay, obviously they would have done that. So glad they didn't because yeah. it made everything yeah. feel better. <laughs> it did, it did because you have Bill and Ted's daughters basically being uh, Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted. like it's their version of it, but they were obviously Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, I think her name was Kelly, right? Rufus's daughter. Yeah. Yes. That, She's her own character. Like yeah. like Blake said, she is not Rufus Jr. Like mm-hmm. her own character. The interactions with the mom are hilarious. Like mm-hmm. Rufus was calm, collected, very cool. Um, <laughs> she's like so she's kind of barely hanging on there. <laughs> A lot of the movies. She's <laughs> upset. She's she's kind of like, see, I told you type of person. Like I thought she was great. Um, when I, she first- I, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go for it. I was gonna say I didn't know she was in it. So when she first came out, oh, I was, me neither. Yeah, that was a great surprise. That yeah, was a pleasant, very pleasant surprise. surprise. No, I loved her reaction when they get to hell. She's like, "Okay, great. Now Bill and Ted are here. Did it like did that, <laughs> did that whole plan work? Like she kind of just rolls with it the whole time. She's super, super enjoyable." Well, let's get into Dennis. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so in uh, in part two, we got death. So in this one, like, so oh, when they yeah. first show Dennis, Dennis is a, a robot from the future who he, he looks like a badass, like something out of a horror, sci-fi horror movie when they first show him. And um, we were watching and I was like, wow, this, this is actually a scary character for, because mm-hmm. death looks silly in Bogus Journey. Like he wasn't scary at all. And then uh, the first time he kills um, uh, Bill or Ted's dad, he kind of looks around to see if uh, <laughs> and I'm thinking like, wow, that was a strange reaction. And then he kills the whole group of them. <laughs> then you start to see like, oh, he's an insecure robot. <laughs> like, so, uh, what did you guys think of? Uh, I forgot his last name, but I know it was Dennis because he kept saying Dennis over. It's over Dennis Caleb McCoy. McCoy. <laughs> I uh, I love the 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 actor. Uh, he's in Barry. He's the albino dude, and I think he's albino. I don't remember, but he's the bald dude, and I just love that character a lot. And just made me when I realized who it was, I was like, oh man. And the insecurities just kind of pile on with Dennis. Yeah, I would like this if he's in the fourth one. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I, I loved his uh, his introduction. Is at first you, I completely took me off guard i was like wow that's gonna be that is kind of like a scary hardcore thing and then as it's revealed how incompetent he kind of is <laughs> it just totally added to the stupidity of everything going on and one of the other scenes i loved is when they're when they're running through hell and there's like two demons they're like did a robot just run by <laughs> yeah. and they're like yeah i guess robots are in. and so yeah they're, they're, like, kind, they're kind of acknowledging be- like how stupid everything is and it, you yeah. know he was a he was a really kind of enjoyable and like they didn't overdo him either they they they, no, they, they gave you just enough of his his brand of comedy yeah. I liked it 
I thought it was really good, especially towards the end where he's just hounding death. Like, what, what can I do? What can I, he's like, I can dance really good. And then they're like, oh, go, go, go dance over there. Go practice over there. He gets some um, shit about stealing his look too. That shit was funny. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good character. Um, I think they could have done a little bit more with him, but like, uh, I agree. You can easily go too far with it. And what um, I liked about it also is, I hate when movies break the fourth wall too much and it gets a little too like, oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Do you get it type of thing? Mm-hmm. Where in this case, like when the two demons in hell are talking, it's enough to let you know like, okay, like we recognize that this kind of doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's it. Like, it. They, they just leave it at that. I think he's a really cool character and um, I think he would be cool to have in future editions. I agree. Hey, and John Ray oh, has a comment. There you go. Yeah, no ho Hank. Thank you. He has alopecia. Oh, he's, <laughs> that means he doesn't have a hair on his body. Not one. <laughs> uh, I was going to say strand. Not one strand. Not one. So, um, so this this movie was actually very character driven. <laughs> they all yeah. are character driven. So um, the second one gave us a really clear villain we got we got the i forgot the villain's name and then we got the evil bill and ted like the robots mm-hmm. so in this one we got future bill and ted um what did you think of uh future bill and ted i love how idiotic they are like how stupid they could be just to save you know a marriage they would go bounds and lengths to like destroy Jim. their 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 past to try to save the the future um i just i think it, it, and it just got more ridiculous every single time that we see them you know 5 10 and 15 i think that's how we see them i think it's just it's great you know by the time that we get them in prison i was like yeah let's fuck yeah let's sign me up sign me up on this shit it's- yeah it, it was the perfect way to make have well not make but like have bill and ted make fun of themselves through the entire movie which which on let's face it in in a modern day bill and ted movie you have to have you have to have them making fun of themselves and they kind of they they have these different iterations on themselves and it was it was really really good i i loved geezer bill and ted in the, <laughs> oh they the, were saying the uh, dave Grohl's house yes yeah. no no yeah. the ones in the old folks home yeah. the old oh folks geezers home. yeah i was geezers, like a, yeah. yeah yes yes um, not we not I, weezer <laughs> I, I, uh, soundtrack but whatever yeah, yeah. I liked um it's I don't know if this is a weird thing to say, but I think the future Bill and Ted, they added a heart to the story that isn't always because there's so go- much goofy fun. It's really just about, you know, two dudes who are just having an excellent adventure or a bogus journey. Like in this one, they're actually like like Danny said, they're trying to save a marriage. Like they have a clear motivation. They don't have that kind of, the first one is to pass a report. Yeah. And the second one is to you know, write the song to make sure that the song actually it's been written. They just want to make sure it stays in place. They're yeah. going to do a battle of the bands, actually. Like this one, they they want to save a marriage. Like the princesses, they didn't have that much time in the first one. They really didn't have that much time in the second one, and then in the third one, they and they didn't have a lot of time either. But they're very important. Yeah, they're now like a, more of a. They have their set pieces, and I I, I did enjoy that. I, I mean, uh, so well, I think. If I, am I not mistaken to believe that future wives are the ones who started the whole thing by going back in the first place? Yes. To get them their to like fix the marriage. It's like, you know, yeah, if it weren't for them. 
Well, I guess we can kind of get into that. So I've said half jokingly, but I do mean it, that um, as time travel movies go, I, th- I don't think anyone handles it better than the Bill and Ted movies. And the reason being like, and you can really see it in the first one is the thing with time travel is because it's all theoretical. Like it invites you to look for plot holes. Like when Endgame came out, like within 10 minutes, everyone was like, oh, look, there was these plot holes. It immediately happens when time travel is important. Bill and Ted doesn't mess around with that. Like they have one thing in the first part where um, they hide a tape recorder to throw their voice to trick their dad. That's it. Like, like it's they travel through time, but there's no way for plot holes to develop because they don't have the whole like don't touch anything or don't talk. Yeah. To it. There's no rules. So in this one, there's a whole lot more time traveling. How did you think they guys? Did, how do you think they handled it? I think they, they did the same thing what they did in, in Excellent Adventure. I feel like they're trying to remember. Like it was that whole like six uh, shoot when it's like English Bill and Ted were like. At Dave Grohl's home, like, oh, I forgot. I, I was, I was hoping he wasn't gonna remember it this time. English and- Ted was the best. Dude. <laughs> was not, that's like when you said geezer. I was thinking of, oh, that old geezer. <laughs> it, it was so great, and to see like the gut on Keanu is, it's so perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool uh, to see uh, whenever an actor is willing to like. Uh, put themselves out there like that and to be that self-deprecating like Keanu was a hunk back in the he was like the pinup guy and now he's older I mean he's still still a hunk bro yeah he's still great but I mean he's willing to like let the love handle show yeah yeah I like that he was willing to do that and he I like that he was willing to kind of obviously we all age but actors try to hide it as much as possible but he just was. He was just out there. He was just. He, he just went there, and it was great. And that's why, I, I, again, both actors did a really good job of being themselves. I guess older selves, as much because uh, obviously you know Keanu Reeves became like a, a huge like badass with John Wick, and seeing him being this like duds, it's it's just great. I don't. It's weird to say that that's a, a range of acting, but it's just and, and notably less of a dunce in this one. Ted, Ted, Ted was kind yes. of more, more, yeah. of, more of the intellectual. He was mature. Yeah. He was yeah. mature. He was willing to sell his guitar, which, um, since you haven't seen it in a while, it's actually a throwback to the second one. Oh, because okay. his dad, his dad is like, okay, you got to get serious. You have to sell the guitar, and immediately Ted's like, you know, no, that ain't happening. And Bill's like, oh no, your dad's crazier than I even <laughs> thought he was. So now in the third one, it's been uh, twenty oh. years later, like. He's you know scoping out like he's fishing for prices and stuff. Ready so, yeah. to sell the there, less ball. Damn. The, yeah, six, there, there was character development there. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> this silly movie. So, I, I'm telling you, it's so weird that we're talking about this movie, this specific movie, with character development, character driven choices. Because I don't think ever in my entire life I would say this movie has this. You know, these two specific things that you need because. You know, like Hobson Shot, we just talked about that, like off off the off the camera. And it's that just movie like it's just explosion after explosion, and we're just moving scenery every single time. And yeah, you have fun, but I feel like we we had fun with this movie and all the little things that we picked up from it. I, I feel it's so so stupid that we we got so much uh so, so much, much out of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, there was a little bit of a difference in this one. So the first one's about a history report. The yeah. second one's a battle of the bands, but it is to you know make sure that they <laughs> make sure that they are able to write their song. But the third one is there's a lot of like uh, 
there's a, there's a journey, a self journey in it. Like they've kind of have to worry, like, did we really write this? Like what's taking us so long? But there also is the added stakes of if the song doesn't get done, everything is destroyed. Yeah. Life as we know it is gone. So we, we've talked about how silly they are, like they're lighthearted. They're, what did you think of them adding uh, such high, the, the highest stakes possible to a Bill and Ted movie? Oh, I think you had to. I think you had to bring it to the penultimate, right? The destruction of the entire universe. And John Ray is right. I do an outstanding thing, outstanding Jonathan Harker impression. It's, My dearest Mina. <laughs> <laughs> I write to you from Budapest. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, no, I love I love the high stakes. <laughs> you derailed us there. High stakes. Well, I mean that was as, as it as it as it gets right there. I love it. <laughs> um I, I thought it was really I, and you're right. I guess it's only well they could have gone along with like whatever stakes, but I think it really they had to escalate it a little bit. <laughs> they still escalated as much as they possibly could, but it never really, yeah, it was end of the world and I, everyone's life hung in the balance, but there was never really this doom and gloom hanging over it. Um, even at the end when there's all the lightning and the monuments are appearing everywhere and figures from parts of time are showing up in the middle of the San Dimas freeway. Like it never Sat- lost. Saturn the shows up. Yeah, no, it's cool. Saturn. Cool. Oh, Saturn. All right. Let's get, <laughs> let's get space in here. No, I loved it. It's kind of like what made Ghostbusters fun, right? It's that kind of like, ah, we don't care. We're just making our own rules. We're yeah. just doing it. Yeah, there's a safe both marshmallow man. Like, deal with it. Like, you know, that's I like it when you just throw all the care for any explanation away. Just give me fun stuff. It was fun. Yeah. This movie was, was meant to be fun, and it had such a good message overall. It does be excellent to each other. Be <laughs> that has been the message from the very first one to this one, and it rings true. And it means so much more in 2020. We mm-hmm. absolutely should all be excellent to each other. Like absolutely. Yeah. Um, Blake just did a great uh, Jonathan Harker impression. Uh, Danny mentioned that uh, Keanu Reeves has come a long way since the first <laughs> Bill and Ted movie. Was he still? Uh, could you still accept him in the role, even though he had matured? Could you still accept him in the role as Ted after everything he's been through? Yes, I just yes. want facial hair. Let me put it no, but let me, dude. Here, let me put it this way: <laughs> he's always been Ted. It, it, every other role yeah. has been <laughs> fighting has yeah. been fighting off Ted. No, he uh, was, that's he true. He was great. He would, and you're right. That's true because it always, like, his whole career, he'll always be like the dude. Guy. dude <laughs> point break, and yeah, so like that's it. That's true. And I, I thought he did a great job. Like he, he's always seemed like a genuinely nice guy to me. And I always hear stories about what a, a genuinely nice guy. And just and for him, because yeah, and Alex Winter too. And Alex Winter is a really good director. He's done a lot of cool stuff. Um, but um, Keanu Reeves didn't have to do this movie. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, he has another franchise in John Wick, and he can pretty. He's going to be in uh, Cyberpunk. So also, in, another little thing called The Matrix that paid him pretty well, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, he has a Matrix movie. I mean, he's set. So for him to go back and do this, I think speaks a lot to him because there's there's actors who are like, oh, that's you know, I had to do something. I had to make money. I was a struggling actor, and mm-hmm. well, he didn't care. He went back and did it. Um, so this movie, and there's time travel and stuff, but um, I wouldn't say special effects are the selling point to it. But as you guys are watching it, we all I'm assuming we all watched it at home. 
Um, did you guys ever think like, man, I wish I was watching this in a theater? Never. Never. Not one time. That was not a movie that felt like I needed to be in the theater. Yeah. Actually, uh, Kitty started crying towards the end of the, the movie. And I was like, I am so glad that this did not happen in theaters. Because I was like, this is just, it's already towards the end. And she's just not having it. And she's like crying at the top of her lungs. And I was like, you know what? I'm pause this movie. I'll get back to it. And I feel that was such a fucking plus. That, <laughs> that it happened at home and all that stuff. Like I, I don't think as we talked about it. Like there's things that we wanted to watch in theaters. I don't think. Did you hear that, Kitty? Your father's ashamed of you. <laughs> I want you to be in theaters, but as a cool collected baby. <laughs> so, Pat, what about you? I have a question yeah. after after your answer, but I have a question about the the end of this movie too. I, I never, you know, never crossed my mind until I was like, "What should we talk about?" Oh, and I was like, "Oh, theaters." I've been there in a while. Like, it never even crossed my mind. And it's not that the movie didn't need a theater. It didn't need a theater. It just, I think I've become very accustomed to not going to theaters right now. Just not going out in general. But yeah, going to the theater didn't even cross my mind. So one of my, I'll say this: one of my favorite theater experiences is like sitting in the theater row after the lights are on watching the, well, you know, watching the credits roll, uh, talking with my friends and drinking the last of my stale flat beer that I've taken too long to drink and to get the, the, the sizzle in the, the, the extra scene at the end. Did you guys watch all the way through the credits? Did you guys see the extra scene at the very end? But I did buy the movie, so I could just, okay. Well, Pat, did you? No, I didn't even know there was a scene at the end. The oh, yeah, go ahead. What no? What happened? I like tell yeah. me. I'll, I'll watch well, it. I think we still definitely watch it. Oh, yeah. I I kind of just like you know I kind of got up went to my kitchen, which is one of, the, you know, one of the beauty of these whole things. I just just standing in my kitchen pouring myself yet another libation, and <laughs> um, the credits were. I was listening to the music. There's like a Weezer song at the end. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Weird yeah. fucking. It's really good. And so I listened to the thing, and then like the the end credits rolled, and it hit the and it's again geezer old folks home bill and ted and they're like you know what we have one more thing we got to do and they pick up their guitars respectively and they rock and it's 100 percent worth watching so i would definitely- oh that's so cool <laughs> yeah that, that's cool. awesome yeah I, I definitely have to and i always stick around that's one thing that's easier to do in theaters is to sit there until the end to the end of the credits like yeah you know, i'm like oh i'm gonna go and uh i started thinking about wasteland three actually how am I going to get this baby to be quiet? And then, you know, Weezer was not helping. I was like, how many more of these before bed? <laughs> and then, and it worked best for you. Cause you got to see the, yeah. uh, John Ray. So John Ray, I will say this. I would have, I thought this while whilst watching the movie, Ooh, whilst, whilst, We'll that logic would have been a much better choice than Kid Cudi for the modern day uh, l- rapper and lyricist to be a part of the band. I would I would have loved logic. Oh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think, but Chris Delilia, whatever his name is, played logic. So I think I think he's burned for a little bit. Oh shit! So lo- yeah. it burned logic too. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Damn I, I don't know. What- <laughs> I don't know any of these people that you guys are talking about. <laughs> I think it has yeah. most to like do with somebody taking a picture of their dick. So. Oh, okay. Well, shit, that could have been me. 
So, uh, Bill and Ted or Wayne and Garth? Who do you guys prefer? You know what? Yeah, go ahead, Danny. I was going to say this because I remember seeing the 40th special for um, for SNL, and I saw Mike Myers and Dana Carvey reprising a role. That felt nice. It felt the sketch felt more forced than this movie. Uh, this movie was more natural. It had more fun. It was more lighthearted. Uh, I would say just because where we're at right now, I think uh, Bill and Ted is. Uh, I think what I would choose. I, I what I really want is Ted and Garth. Ted and Garth the movie. Uh, that would be great. But um, I would go Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted seem like nicer guys, man. I don't know. There's something sketchy about Wayne. <laughs> That's what it is. Bill and Ted seem like because they're they're always just about like they want to do like just normal things, you know. They're just like kids. Like Wayne and Garth want to do like crude base things, <laughs> like, like the whole swing and all that stuff, yeah. and having a chubby. And like, and it's I like Wayne and Garth. I like Wayne's World. I like Wayne's World too. Like they're really funny movies, but to hang out with, oh, I would rather no. hang out with Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted yeah. yeah. So what what are your guys' final thoughts on Bill and Ted face the music? Danny. Really fun, dumb. Are are we going to do the rating thing that we do on the YouTube videos? Is this YouTube? Um, It is YouTube, but like that, I mean, it's already out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I bought the movie, so. (laughs) (laughs) Five more dollars? Fuck that. I did that. Uh, I know. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that movie a lot. I just had fun. That's what I wanted to do. Like that's all I wanted. I want to do hood rat shit with my friends, and I did. <laughs> I do what about you, Blake? What are you, what are your final thoughts on uh, Bill and Ted face the music? Worth every penny. Um, it was it hit the spot. I would say that was a movie I needed in my life at this moment. It was fun. I laughed out loud. Um, it might even bring a tear to your eye, depending on your proclivities to get emotional about a movie, but. It is uh, super fun, uh, lighthearted. I think everybody could use a little bit more Bill and Ted in their life. So, okay. <laughs> it didn't bring a tear to my eye, but my eyes do get sweaty every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, worth every penny is a great way to describe it. Worth the extra $5, yet? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that it can start, they could restart the franchise. I think they can continue it with new characters. Lighthearted, fun, dumb. Uh, genuinely laugh out loud funny mm-hmm. like great great yeah, characters yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's really good it doesn't require much thought but it'll it's engaging which mm-hmm. is you know pretty hard to do it lets you not think but you still pay attention to it uh, like the really good stuff like highest recommendation at all it's 19 great test actually like this is the first movie that i've actually gone out and rented at full price for the to replace the theater experience um, so for me, it was uh, the litmus, and I, I thought it was well worth the purchase. I regret not spending the extra five bucks to buy it outright. Yeah, uh, I, I feel that. See, this is the second movie that I buy now that is at at full. I guess twenty five bucks, yeah. Scooby Doo or the Scooby Doo movie, and then this one. And I feel like this is a better investment than Scooby Doo. I've never seen Scooby Doo, but somehow I agree with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's HBO Max for free. <laughs> It's, you know, and it's got me thinking because on Friday I was already like, okay, I'm going to see the boys. Like, it's coming out. For sure, I'm going to see the boys. 
But uh, after paying for Bill and Ted here, I'm like, well, Mulan, Mulan's on Friday. And, you know, Bill and Ted was worth it. I think I might see Mulan and hold off on the boys. I, I don't know. That's, that's the Friday schedule. So uh, <laughs> every week you can catch us. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can hear, catch us every week. Um, once a month we're live on YouTube. But if you don't want to see us live because, you know, we're kind of annoying – you can see uh, Adventures in Movies Quick and Dirty, where we get our favorite clip from the show. Also, every week we look at a smaller movie. Um, it can be a documentary. It can be about butts. It might be about <laughs> the drug war in the Philippines. It can be a number of things. But uh, check it out. It's Adventures in Movies looks at dot, 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 where we look at the weirdest shit out there. And some of the best shit is out there, too. But uh, yeah, check it out. Oh, you can also go to the site. <laughs> you can also while you're uh, trying to check out our reviews. While you're doing that, checking out those reviews and interrupting Pat, Sorry. you can follow Adventure in Movies over at APT Movies, or you can follow us individually. You can find Nathaniel or Nar Annual here on the script uh, over on Instagram at Nathan Port Taste. You can also find me t on Twitter and Instagram over at default underscore player, and you could find five years in the future, Blake, at, at four at four. Oh, really? I'm back from the future. Now I have a British accent. Uh, next week, adaptations of books, comics. Who knows? Maybe the film adaptation. I don't know. Lots, lots of adaptations of things. Please tune in to that. It's going to be good. It will be good, and uh, you could check us out on Spotify. You can go to iTunes. You can go to the website. We're even on YouTube. We're everywhere, um, except maybe not Stitcher. I'm really not sure. But <laughs> wherever you listen to us, just uh, tell a friend, give us a like, and a subscribe, as Danny would say, and rate us. And I'm sorry, Danny, for taking your line. But uh, oh, that's our cue. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dennis. <laughs> Adios, everybody. <laughs> We've been to the past. We've been to the future. We've been all around the afterlife. And you know, Ted, the best place to be is here. The best time to be is now. And all we can say is, Let's run!